0: Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today's episode is going to be about uh, my mission, uh, my mission of kindness, to have an attitude of gratitude. And I'll go into my past and why I am the way I am today. And uh, I'll go into uh, how people mistake kindness for weakness. And I'll tell you about my grandfather, who, you know, he's my Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's the one that taught me how to fight and how to be strong and how to be, uh, you know, silent when you need to be silent and when to voice your opinion when it's necessary. He taught me how to choose my battles wisely and he taught me the most important thing, how to be incorruptible. This world will try to change you, it will try to mold you into an uglier version of yourself. How do you stick to your own uh, ethics and moral fiber and moral center and your moral code? You know, even Dexter had a code. You know, so grab a beverage, grab your favorite drink, and uh yeah man, it's gonna be so much fun. Uh yeah, thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell from Chef Bride Comedy. And today I wanna talk about kindness and having an attitude of gratitude, and I want to kind of go into my past a little bit and explain why I am the way I am today. And then uh, I want to go into uh, people who mistake your kindness for weakness. And then I want to talk about someone who's very special to me, my grandfather, rest in peace. Uh, He was somebody who I would consider to be uh, incorruptible. And what do I mean by incorruptible? Well, incorruptibility is someone who could do wrong but chooses not to. And I want to, I'll go into that a little bit later, but um, I just want to kind of explain why at the forefront of everything that I do here, um, I, you know, why is it that uh, kindness and, uh, you know, being a good person, why is that so important to me? You know, you might find that to be a little bit corny or hokey i know a lot of people uh so far have who have checked out my previous episodes uh probably noticed that i'm a little bit of a nerd you know uh you know i I talk about Zack snyder's justice league too much i talk about superheroes too much i talk about batman and superman too much um you know it's 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 for a reason um you know because i could be cool i could try to be like the others out there and you know pump weights and be super studly and, you know, I do pump weights and I, I'm I'm a little bit studly, you know. But uh, no, but it's the reason why I am the way I am is because um, I think there's just enough shallow uh, selfish, uh, self-congratulating people out there. And, you know, it's nothing against people who are working out and that's nothing against people who are trying to better themselves. It has nothing to do with that. You know, not every person who's trying to be, um, a fitness runner or a fitness, uh, person, uh, you know, one of those, uh, online workout types that, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person or that they're shallow because that's not always the case. Um, Sometimes if you look past the, you know, superficial, uh, part of their fitness adventures, you'll notice that there's a really good person in there too. In fact, I follow quite a few of them who are actually really nice people. Um, so it's not just about that, but, um, I just, I, I feel like there's enough of that going on in our culture. And I don't know. I just, I prefer to be real. I, you know, today one of my, uh, friends and, uh, you know, kind of a fan of the page. Uh, My Instagram said, you know, you're just so down to earth. You and Rebecca are just so, you know, down to earth. You're like the rest of us. Well, yeah, that's the point. I am just like you guys and I am just like the rest of you. You know, I mean, do I want to, you know, make it? Sure. I want to make it, but you know, I'm never going to stop having that attitude of just being a regular person because that's who I am. That's who I want to be, you know. Um, so, 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 you know, having an attitude of gratitude for me, you know, I, I I coined that phrase a few years ago, and it's it's for me. And having an attitude of gratitude is about um, having less attitude and having more gratitude. That's kind of how it really goes, um, and that's because it. You know, we have become so spoiled in our culture. And I'm not picking on anybody. Some people are more spoiled than others, but but on the whole, you start to see that <clears throat> that people are just, you know, spoiled rotten and you know, everything that isn't perfect is trash and people are trash and you know, uh, these, these headphones are trash and that's trash and you're trash and that over there is trash, 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 and all these Karens out there and everything's trash. And I want to talk to your manager. Uh, people are just growing so fucking spoiled, you know? And while, hey, yesterday (laughs) I was talking to, uh, Amazon, uh, I had purchased a stereo speaker system and, uh, A couple of days later, I noticed it was cheaper on Costco. And so I called Amazon back to say, hey, um, I found it cheaper somewhere else. And they tried to, um, you know, see if they could do a price match. And they couldn't do a price match because, you know, it it didn't qualify for whatever reason. And so um, they said, well, just, you know, when you get the item, um, you know, just return it. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. And so I went over to Costco.com and I purchased it again. Um, for the $80 discount. Um, but to make a long story short, um, I spoke to Amazon and they started giving me guff like they weren't going to let me return it. And I was like, well, somebody already told me that I could, you know, um, so don't make those promises if you can't, if you can't follow through with it, you know, um, but so the point is, is that, you know, I got on him a little bit. Um, not bad. I wasn't rude or anything like that, but, um, you know, I gave him a little bit of gruff, guff, you know, I can stick up for myself when I have to, and um, to make a long story short, he came. He he goes, "Well, let me go talk to my supervisor, and I'll I'll be right back." I said, "Okay," and he comes back and he says, "Uh, "Well, we can't return the item, but so we've decided to give you all of your money back, and we're going to let you keep the item." And this, you guys, is a uh, Klipsch Cinema Reference Pack Theater System. It's uh, pass. It's five. Uh, passive speakers that usually retail around a thousand dollars, and it was on sale for three hundred and seventy nine dollars. Um, but they gave it to me. I was like, "Wow!" You know, and it far exceeded my my expectations. I would never think that, but but because I stood up for myself and I was appropriately uh, upset that. Uh, a previous person was being rude to me, um, you know, I was in the right. And so I would say, you know, if, if you're the kind of person that complains because you've learned that you can get free stuff out of it. Um, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, you know, my wife works uh, at a grocery store. Uh, I worked in retail and frankly, you know, people that work in retail are just so fucking sick and tired of nasty people. And, you know, and then the pandemic hits and people are already nasty and spoiled rotten. And then you got mask holes out there going, ah, man, I got rights. You know, it's like, oh, just shut up, please. Just wear a fucking mask. What are you in the third grade? Um, and you don't you don't see those problems in other countries. It's only in America. You know, we are the <clears throat> we're the most entitled and spoiled country in the entire world. And while there are, of course, good people here, um, we sort of have to remind each other uh to to check ourselves you know before we riggity wreck ourselves you know and so i just i i wanted this podcast to be funny and i want this podcast to be real and i wanted to be you know super legit and real about everything um and so yeah occasionally i you know i swear and i cuss when i when necessary but i try not to you know just go on crazy uh f bomb uh, laced fueled uh, craziness because it's just not my nature to swear a lot you know i just don't feel the need to um <clears throat> but it's not that i don't it's it's especially if i'm feeling it but i just feel like our culture has just gotten very spoiled and very entitled um you know technology has uh, come a long way and in those technologies we've become very you know Accustomed to perfection. And, uh, you know, so just, you know, try to realize that, you know, when you have an attitude of gratitude, it's all about, um, just being grateful for what you have, you know, because frankly, uh, Rebecca and I, we have had it pretty rough for most of our life together for the last 12 years. Uh, we've both been working and we can't really save a lot of money and, uh, you know, we can barely afford rent as it is. And, Never mind getting a mortgage, you know, so, so we're here finally in this situation where we can get ahead a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and, and we just, we never want to forget where we come from because Rebecca and I both grew up poor. I grew up in, uh, apartments and, you know, my grandparents' garage, or makeshift bedrooms, uh, and, uh, you know, trailers and trailer parks. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of being ha- of my trailer roots, you know it taught me to have character It taught me to be tough, you know, and uh, Rebecca is the same way. Her, her parents, uh, you know, her dad was a construction worker. And then after that, he worked at a, at a prison. Um, and, and, and her mom is such a sweet woman. Uh, they're just the best, uh, in-laws that you could ever have. And, um, and they came into money way late in life. Uh, uh my uh, father-in-law's dad passed away uh they were uh, quasi wealthy um not really wealthy but kind of wealthy um and they inherited everything so they bought a house and now they live you know uh this beautiful retired life um you know 5 minutes from the beach in California and and who more deserving than rebecca's parents is there i just i don't believe there's anybody more worthy than those two because they've had such a difficult life raising three kids and so um we don't have a lot of money ourselves. and uh but they try to help us a little bit in little ways and and we're so grateful for that and and that's my point is that when you have an attitude of gratitude it's not that you don't get upset at little things because anybody who knows me knows that um while i am a kind-hearted person um i get you know cranky i get irritable i get nasty on occasion but i try very hard not to um take it out on the innocent you know people who had nothing to do with it you know i i, I know how to separate my anger from uh the other people uh, th- that had nothing to do with it so you know having an attitude of gratitude is all about that um you know that um and so th- that reminds me of um back when i was working at uh The army base when i was a um i was a driver and a technician for the u.s army and uh there were some latino fellas out there that worked with me and uh one of the guys you know know, we're getting to know each other and he 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 turns to me and he says uh are you like a goody two-shoe or something (laughs) and i was like what would give you that idea and he's like well you're just so like clean and pure and I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, I'm not clean and pure. And, uh, you know, my past, to be quite honest with you guys, is anything but, um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I was a pretty good kid growing up. Um, but I had a wild side when I was a teenager and I used to sneak out and get drunk and all those things. And then, uh, <clears throat> there was even a time, uh, a- after the military where, um, I even got into selling drugs for a short time but when i realized that uh these people were not where it was at you know it was exciting at first but when i realized that that's not who i am and that's not who i wanted to be i got away from it um but then i got into uh you know drinking uh and and a little bit of drugging and uh you know after 10 really hard strong years of drinking uh, especially as a chef you know um i quit i quit uh When I was 30 years old and I never looked back, um, occasionally now I smoke a little bit of pot at night and, um, I drink on occasion, you know, couple, couple white claws. You know, poke fun if you will, but uh, they're hydrating. I like them. <laughs> they're very hydrating compared to beer, I've noticed. But um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, but that's just it. No, I'm not a goody two-shoe. I'm not a perfect person. Um, I just try to have an attitude of of goodness and cleanliness. You know, uh, there's an old Soundgarden song that says, uh, "Clean it up with a dirty feel." All right, you know, and uh, you guys are like, "Oh God, here we go, another Chris Cornell reference." But yes. Uh, cleaning it up with a dirty feel, you know, it's like, you know, you know, when you've been uh, uh, psychologically traumatized by just how much ugliness you've seen in this world, especially as a as a, an empath an intuitive person, um, I've seen a lot of ugliness. I've seen, uh, you know, uh, mothers who would ditch their daughters to go out and look for meth. It's 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 heartbreaking, you guys. And I've seen how people have lost everything in their life to drugs and alcohol. I've seen um, <clears throat> good people turn into um, you know just uh, uh, lost souls, you know. And so um, I, I I I I like to be you know what I call a Boy Scout. I like to be what I call uh, a soldier. Um. And I like to be what I what what I uh, label as incorruptible. You know that means that uh, if given a chance to be a bad person, you would still choose to be a, a good person. You know, and you know that's. Let me take a sip here, you guys. Hang on. Got my iced coffee in hand here. Um. But being incorruptible, my, my grandfather taught me that. He's a World War II veteran. He was a, um, just a good man. He, he could fix anything. Uh, duct tape and bondo. He could, <laughs> he could make and fix anything with that. Um, but my, my grandfather was a World War II vet and, uh, You know, he, he was sort of my, he was my, my father growing up because my dad and my parents divorced when I was two. And, uh, while I did end up having a friendship and relationship with my dad, uh, my real dad was my grandpa. I mean, he was the first one to teach me how to fight and to stick up for myself. Uh, he's the kind of person that would throw you into the water to teach you how to swim a little bit of tough love, you know, and I learned to swim. Uh, I resented him for a while for it, but after a while, I realized that he would never let me drown, and uh, that was just the old-school way of doing things, you know. Um, but being incorruptible, it just means that if you were to get rich and you had a ton of money, um, you wouldn't let it change you, and that's the person that I want to be. Um, if I ever uh, make it as a comedian, if I ever make it as a writer or or just a podcaster or whatever. Um, I know that Rebecca and I would stay true to ourselves, would stay true blue um, because we care about being down to earth, regular salt of the earth people. And uh, we come from a long line of salt of the earth people. Um, My mom is salt of the earth. My grandparents were salt of the earth and uh, her parents are salt of the earth. Her brother and sister are, are very down to earth people and so we just come from, you know, regular roots, you know, nothing special about us other than, um, just having integrity. You know, my grandfather taught me, uh, you know, integrity and, uh, how to, you know, stay incorruptible. You don't, you don't let your circumstances or the betterment of yourself change what's in your heart, you know. And so if I ever got wealthy, that wouldn't change my political affiliation. Um, I would never, I would never want to change, you know, Uh, I wouldn't even, you know, I don't even know that I could even like buy a rich person's car, I would probably just buy my Dodge Charger and be done with it and stay in a small house because who needs all that? Who needs a mansion? Who like, Ugh, that's just not for us, you know? And so you know that's what it's all about. It's just maintaining an attitude of gratitude and keeping kindness in your heart. And even if people you know disrespect me or sort of you know say, "Hey, are you like a goody two-shoe?" Uh, no, man, I'm not. Uh, in fact, I'm a I'm a soldier. And uh, no offense, but uh, you know I'm also uh, airborne and air assault trained. Uh, but. But, but the thing of it is, is that it doesn't matter because, you know, you know, people, uh, especially people that aren't super educated. Um, you know, I've had a lot of coworkers in the past who just, uh, judged me and thought that, uh, you know, I was something I wasn't. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like when you're trying to be a good person, people will get the wrong idea about you and they think you're, you're naive. They think that you're, um, you know, uh, you lack experience and that's the thing. Um, I've, you know, it's like Jimi Hendrix said, are you experienced? And (laughs) boy, am I to the point where I don't want to deal with it anymore. You know, there's another song, uh, by audio slave, Chris Cornell, uh, that says, um, you know, um, it doesn't remind me of anything, you know, when you've had as much, um, trauma, and as much uh, stress, and as much uh, negativity in, in your life as I have, um, things start to remind you of bad things. You have this uh, way of one bad thing dominoing, you know, you, that you have that domino effect into other bad things. And, you know, it's just, it gets to the point where um, everything bad just reminds you of everything else bad. And uh, I just realized that, um, I, I wanted to, uh, when I quit drinking and I quit carrying on like a, like a dumb fuck, um, I just, I wanted to, um, find my inner soldier, my inner boy scout and, uh, and my inner innocence, you know, because, um, when I was a younger person, I was a good kid, you know, I didn't drink, I didn't smoke pot, I didn't do any of that stuff, you know, my, my, my friends and I, we were like the kids. We were like the fat kids. We we're little chubby kids that like to, you know, go to the movie store and rent a couple movies and watch them and eat and snack. And, you know, we were just those kind of kids. And even though I was, uh, I played soccer for 12 years. Um, <clears throat> I also, uh, you know, went through a little chubby stage where I was just learning about movies and, uh, comedy. And, uh, you know, it was just like, it was all about Saturday Night Live and, Bill Murray and, uh, you know, just knowing where they all came from, from their humble roots at like Second City, uh, you know, Chris Farley and Phil Hartman and all those people. And so, you know, I just, I grew up always wanting to be a comedian and always just wanting to live a good life. And when you start to see what a bad life will get you, uh it makes you want to change um i don't know if you, any of you guys watched um doctor sleep but remember in the beginning where he was partying with that girl and he wakes up and uh there's vomit all over the bed and uh he goes into the bathroom and he comes back to find that the woman was dead ugh god it's gross oh but it, it 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 i never had anything near that bad happen but but i have woken up in a few beds not knowing exactly what happened the night before uh, when I was in my 20s um, and drinking too much and, um, you know, getting into fights and um, just doing stupid shit. And uh, you just start to realize as you get older that you those things um, will, will rot your soul, you know? And it doesn't matter if you're religious or not. Um, I just believe that when you... Uh, anchor your soul with bad things, it takes a long time to uh, course correct from that. you know. So my recommendation is just to try to live a clean life. It doesn't mean you can't drink. It doesn't mean you can't smoke. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't have a party once in a while. It just means live your life you know, more G-rated, you know, I, I like a G-rated life, you know, that doesn't mean that my wife and I don't get R-rated from time to time, but, uh, you know, uh, it just means, God, there's just so much gross dirtiness in that, in this world, and uh, I want to be a part of the solutions, not a part of the problem. So, so to answer the question, uh, am I a goody two-shoe, uh, sir? <laughs> no, not exactly, but it took all that you know, experimentation and all that grimy dirtiness and all those parties and all that drinking and all those drugs to realize that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. And while, uh, I'm not clean and sober, uh, a hundred percent of every day. Um, my attitude is one of, of goodness, of helpfulness and to, um, you know, be a good influence, you know. Just to be a good influence on those around you, and that's who I try to be. I try to be a Boy Scout and a soldier. Um, I'm here to help, you know, and that's that's who I am. Um, <clears throat> but uh, let's see. Um, ah, mistaking kindness for weakness. So yeah, people oftentimes these days, I, you know, there's there's something kind of up with people nowadays, and. You know, I, I kind of mentioned it in the beginning, uh, these people who are just angry and uh, spiteful. And, you know, I think there's a lot of insecurity with a lot of people. And while insecurity is natural and normal, um, I believe too much insecurity creates people who uh, are just sour. And uh, and for a while I was too, you know, and I learned to get over my frustrations. I've learned to... Um, uh, to accept the past and to accept that this world is not always a very nice place, you know. And when you start to learn that <clears throat> playing by the rules doesn't always get you where you want to go, even though it should, um, it it will make you jaded. And sometimes, for a while, it even makes you think about you know, well, if I can't play fairly, then I'm going to learn to cheat, and I'm going to get ahead by cheating you know and that and that you know and that's when i got into dealing uh drugs for a little while and uh i realized very quickly into that 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 that's not who i wanted to be um you know and yeah and uh but the thing is is i i never had it in me to be a criminal you know i just uh, i would be the worst criminal ever because even if i could get away with it i don't know that my conscience would let me and you know and that's that's a difference between good and bad people is that good people, uh, are capable of doing bad things. Um, but their conscience won't let them get away with it. You know, they're, they're going to have to live with that in their head forever. And so I just find that life is so much easier and better when you don't lie, when you don't, um, trick people, when you, when you live a life of moral, uh, Goodness, um, it doesn't mean you have to be a goody-two-shoe. It doesn't mean you have to be a perfect person. Um, it just means, you know, guys. There's enough fucked-up shit in this world, and I just don't want to be a part of any of it. I think there's a lot of people out there who are um, bitter and angry and uh, selfish, and uh, there's a there's an attitude out there of 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 you know they'll do anything to to, to win. And while I think you know, having an attitude of trying to win is good. Um, but doing so in a way where you don't have to cheat, you don't have to hurt anybody to get there. You know, um, I just find it so very important th- these days to, to just live by the right uh, moral and ethical standards, you know, not one of perfection. Um, but just one where you take, you know, there's a perfect saying, uh, James Hetfield of Metallica said this, and, uh, it always stuck with me. And that is, um, you spend the first half of your life trying to tear shit down and you spend the second half of your life trying to build stuff back up. You know, and think about that. You know, you know, when we're young, we want to, you know, we want to um you know, challenge the system. We want to buck the system. We want to tear down everything that is corrupt. And uh while I still believe in that, um there are constructive ways and not very constructive ways destructive ways of doing that you know and so um i just believe that you know if you're a good person um you don't support people like donald trump even if you are a good person you know and that's not to say that every person that voted for trump is a bad person but if you know in your heart that someone's fucked up that they're just not right in the head you don't let those people get ahead you do what you can to make sure that Good people are running this country, that good people are are looking out for the health and welfare of the poor and minorities and women and gay and trans folks. And so that's what I'm all about. And, you know, and, and it's very unfortunate that our politics has become so um, politicized uh, because not every uh, good person is on the left. There's good people on the right as well, of course. Um, but. If your party has to cheat to win, then maybe you need to start looking out for your own uh, sense of uh, incorruptibility. because if you are following a party that thinks it's okay to pass a bunch of um, corrupt uh, uh, bills that are that are suppressing the vote of minorities, and you think, and that and that was all, by the way, uh, started. Because of the big lie that Donald Trump uh, perpetuated—that that he was cheated, that he was robbed of of his rightful place in the in this election—no, no, there were no irregularities in this election, folks. It's a done deal. They've had s- over sixty court cases, and they lost every single one. And all those people, Giuliani, and that that whatever her name is, uh, that Sidney Powell they're all getting sued by smart uh, by the, uh, the the voting machine people now um for like a billion dollars because yeah they 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 smeared their name you know and if you know that in your heart something is wrong and you push for that wrong anyway it makes you wonder where your priorities are it makes you wonder where your ethical standards are you know we you know, the thing of it is, you guys, is that I don't care if you're left or right. I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat or a nothing at all. Um, but the problem these days is that not everybody is living up to what I would call a moral compass. They don't, there's no moral core. There's no moral compass there. And we all have to, you know, regulate our moral compass. We have to, you know, exercise what is right from wrong every single day. And, you know, and, and, and that's not to say that every person that voted for Trump is a bad person. It just means, you know, he's not right. You know, that motherfucker is not right in the head. And so I just find it all a little bit nauseating that we've become a country where we don't, we don't call out fucked up shit for what it is, you know, and Donald Trump is, 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 is his mind is diseased. Uh, He's willing to to break every rule to get what he wants, and he doesn't care about you guys. And so we have to, in this country, start drawing, redrawing the line between right and wrong. And Trumpism needs to die out, and the Republican Party needs to, you know, and that's not to say that I think the uh, Democratic Party is so great. These guys, I'll say this, I'll just say this the Republican Party needs to find its moral center again and get rid of Trumpism and start being for something again and not just against everything. And the Democratic Party, if I'm being honest, they're a bunch of eggheads, man. You know, while I agree in the spirit of a lot of what they do, um, they're weak. I mean, it seems to me that even when the Republican party is at its worst, um, people judge the Democratic party as being worse, even though they aren't. Um, and that has a lot to do with very weak leadership. The Democratic party, while I agree with some of what they do, um, <clears throat> they're a bunch of nerds and eggheads. And, you know, while I usually, uh, applaud nerdy, nerdy shit, um, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're bringing a knife to a gunfight, you guys. And we have got to get stronger Democrats with stronger principles elected into office, get rid of some of these old triffs and get some new blood in there uh, that care about where our country is going to go into the 21st century. We've got to get rid of a, a lot of things. We have, we have to make sure that voting is fair and free, and uh, no elections are going to be. Um, <clears throat> no one should should be able to win an election by suppressing the vote. And uh, any governor who's willing to pass uh, laws and rules based off of that big lie, uh, in my book, is is just a dirty scoundrel. Uh, end of story. Um, and 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 but we we need to start fighting for air and water and um, you know good jobs and uh, just finding the moral center in our country again guys and it's not about being a goody two-shoe like i said man you know i like i like disney movies but i also like you know 80s movies and i like i like fucked up shit you know it's fun you know i grew up watching faces of death and all that nastiness And, and and did it bother me yeah it bothered me a lot it should you know um but being a good person you know you finally get to the point where you realize that Uh, There's a lot of wrong in our world and we have to start fighting for what we know is right. That doesn't mean that, you know, if you're a Trump supporter, you're going to go ahead and be, you know, join uh, Bernie Sanders and the AOC and the the Democratic Socialist uh, (laughs) movement. But it does mean that you could maybe, you know, ask yourself. Is Mitch McConnell all there? Is he right in the head? Is he doing what's best for regular working Americans? And I'll bet you if you were really fucking honest with yourself, you would realize that the answer is no. And so I try not to take sides, um, but <clears throat> there's a whole lot of wrong in that Donald Trump, and there's a whole lot of wrong in that Republican Party. And uh, while there's a little bit wrong with the Democratic Party too, I think the difference is between, uh, you know, throwing a bullet and shooting a bullet. We really need to clean up our body politic on both sides. And uh, we need to start representing what's good in this country and start making sure that the country isn't just, um, because it's starting to feel <clears throat> like uh, poor people in this country, we're the servants and everybody else are the wealthy who are being served. And um, it's just, it's not right. You know, Rich people can pump their own fucking gas. They can make their own fucking meals and poor people, you know, they need a respite. They need an oasis. They need a break from all that is wrong. You know, I was talking about, uh, the pandemic and the unintended good that came from this pandemic. And while it's super unfortunate that people died and it really does bother me, um, you know, th- this country has been kind of going on for so long that there was never really any break. And I think the pandemic created just long enough of a break to people, for people to reevaluate their lives, to reevaluate their careers <clears throat> and to really begin to understand, um, what's right and wrong with this country, you know, because, um, a lot of, you know, European countries have it way better than than us. They took the concept of 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 a of a democratic society and they made it better. You know, so while the the United States is good in a lot of ways and we do have a lot of, of potential and we do have, um, you know, definitely the bully pulpit when it comes to uh, uh, just being a pop culture, um, you know, influencer in in the world um uh, we've got a long way to go in terms of catching up with the rest of the world when you start to see our crumbling infrastructure when you start to see um you know you know all these countries that have all these really like 300 mile per hour bullet trains and we're still you know driving these like choo choo locomotives from the 1940s it makes you realize that our government Doesn't have what it takes anymore to fix this fucking country. And so, yeah, I'm a bleeding heart liberal, but I'm also not one of those woke mob, uh, get it mad at everybody who doesn't use the proper pronoun. You know, we've gotta, you gotta choose your battles, you guys. And so I just, I believe that there are good Republicans that exist out there who just, you know, they're being lied to by Fox News and Newsmax, and they they eat this shit up. <clears throat> they don't know how to question what's right and wrong. and And oftentimes they end up adopting these points of views that their employers take on. And so they're like, oh, the minimum wage is bad for society and blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, you're one of us. Quit acting like you're rich. You're not. Uh, you need to start waking up and to the smelling salts of what's really going on in this country and start fighting for what's actually right. Because while the minimum wage might hurt small businesses, these big corporations aren't going to get hurt at all by that. And when you start to see like legitimate concerns about smaller businesses hurting by having to adhere to the new... You know, minimum wage standards of fifteen dollars an hour. Um, there are ways that we can help those people, you know, so <clears throat> don't think of this as like, oh, we're it's an all or nothing thing there. Are, we have there's a reason why we have a left and right and why we have a Senate and why we have a Congress. They work out the minutiae of these things and they give tax credits to smaller businesses that will offset them so that they can hire people and so that they can raise their wages. And uh, if we all just start thinking about what's right instead of what's expedient, <clears throat> this country is going to be so much better for it in the long run, you guys. Um, so that's pretty much what I have to say. Let me look over my list here. Kindness, an attitude of gratitude, my past. Uh, mistaking kindness for weakness and being incorruptible. Yeah. So, mistaking kindness for weakness. I I mentioned it before. Um, people always assume, you know, that 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 you know that I'm nerdy and I'm white and I'm lame and uh, <laughs> and like I don't have you know uh, any uh, you know I could act like the other people out there. I could lift weights and take off my shirt and show you all how buff I am. And I could go, you know, I I could be more shallow uh, and I could probably be more brash and, uh, I could be definitely harder on my, those I criticize. Um, but the truth of it is, is that I like being nerdy because nerdy doesn't remind me of anything. Just Star Trek and uh, Brave New World and just being a better person and just getting into, um, you know what what makes you feel good in this world you know and for me that's talking about uh the paranormal and that's uh building star trek ships and uh I, you know i i geek out on my my headphones and my my tech r- reviews and all that stuff and those things just make me feel better and you know and so you know while we all want to be cool <clears throat> i think you can be cool and nerdy at the same time you know um I'll, I'll leave you with this. Um, when I was, let's see. Yeah. When I first got out, out of the army, uh, I met this girl <clears throat> and uh, she was a waitress at a, at a, at a bar that I frequented. And uh, this was when I still lived in Redding, California. And uh, she, she, you know, went out of her way to, to try to meet up with me. And she's like, Hey, hey, hey I need to talk to you. And I said, Oh, okay. And, uh, she sat me down and we had a, had a drink and she goes, she goes, so, you know, what, what do you do? You know, and I was like, well, right now I just got out of the military and uh, I'm working over a round table to make end, ends meet. And, uh, you know, and we, we talked for a while and uh, <clears throat> but the thing of it is that and I knew this going into it is that she was one of those gals that was really attractive and very, you know, uh, she was she was into jocks. And at the time, you know, I was a jock, but I was also a guy that just got out of the military. And so I looked good. What she didn't know about me is that I'm a super dork. And and so I told her, I said, I don't think we were compatible. And she goes, well, why not? I said, because behind this super cool studly soldier boy um, lies a really dorky nerd. And she's like, oh, that's cute. And, you know, and she thought I was kidding. And I was like, I I said, in six months, you're going to hate me because I'm not going to be cool enough for you. You know, and that's just it. You guys like, could I act cooler? Yeah, I know the difference. And sometimes I do. You know, I don't always want to be a dork. I want to be cool. I want to, but I want to be hip. I want to be relevant. And so um, I do know that sometimes um, you have to know how to be tough. And you know how to you know when to push and know when to pull and uh, know when to hold how to hold your ground and to what extent, you know. Um, so, yeah, I'm capable of being the coolest guy in the room, um, but I just choose not to be because I'm married and, um, you know, nerdy shit just reminds me of 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 just a cleaner living thing, you know, um, because I've tried all the parties. I've tried all the drugs and uh, I've had enough hangovers uh, for for several lifetimes, and I just I would just rather you know you know exercise and look cool and feel cool, but act nerdy because you know so when you guys are hearing me go off about you know some rant you know and I I always get, end up going into some you know story about uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League or something like that and, and you know that might turn some people off they think oh he's not mature enough or something like that but. No, I'm mature enough. I just, I like nerdy stuff because frankly, you guys, I don't want to be one of those Jay Shetty, uh, influencers that looks wealthy and, and he's selling his 12 steps and he's selling his book and he's got his angle and he's wearing his, you know, uh, you know, sports jacket with the, with the, you know, uh, sleeves pulled up like he's living in you know florida or something like that um you know and i don't mean to pick on jay shetty i don't know him i just use him as an example but the point is is that guys this life is terribly short and uh i just want to attract the right people um i want people who are capable of maturity but don't take themselves too seriously i want people in my life who um are are able to be cool but um play it down um, I, I, I think, you know, being attractive, being fit, uh, being cool is an attitude and it doesn't require being an asshole, you know. So, so it you know, realize you guys when I'm trying to be, um, you know, an influencer, um, I'm selling the fact that this country is losing its soul and people are losing their soul. And if you get enough people who all lose their soul and say it's okay to lose your soul – um, all the other people will say, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. It doesn't matter. You know, um, none of that matters, you know, so, so we, somebody's got to be sticking up for, um, what's right. And, and somebody's got to be sick enough for what's geeky and what's nerdy and what's dorky because geeks and dorks have a better time in this world. You know, you just do, you just do, you know, and, and I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that, um, nerdiness is is more popular than it used to be because back when i was a kid being a nerd man you did not want to be called a nerd in those days you know you could get your ass kicked for being a dork you know um nowadays you know and i don't know if you know uh big bang theory started popularize that or what but uh being nerdy is cool again and uh you know and that's the cool thing is that you can be nerdy and wear glasses uh, like i do um but i can take those glasses off and i can slick back my hair and i can put my hat backwards and i can put on sunglasses too and i can look cool um and and that's the thing is i, I want to be one of those people that's like uh low-key sexy you know like he's kind of dorky but oh, i'm starting to see there's some sexiness there you know i want people to i want people who are uh smart enough to see what's really in my soul you know, and not just see what's on the outside because so many people will judge you for, for how you look on the outside that I want people to see how attractive I am. Um, despite the fact that I wear glasses or despite the fact that I'm not perfect, you know, um, <clears throat> when you, when you incorporate that, that good natured, uh, wholesomeness and that nerdiness, um, I just think there's so much more emotional depth to life that way. Um, because honestly, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm on social media and I see, uh, the way people are these days sometimes, I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, what is going on with the society? You know, and while I, I'm a humanist and I believe in helping people and I believe in, um, not judging people, you know, this is a judgment free zone, but the truth is, is that, um, just because I aim not to judge doesn't mean that I don't see what's going wrong. You know, there there are shit going wrong in this country and we got to get back to better, simpler times. We got to get back to being nicer to each other. We got to get back to um, just being a little bit more respectful to uh, our grocery store workers and our retail workers and uh, just being a little bit more p- sensitive and patient with people. Um, because you know, yeah, while there are people in this world who um, are possibly trying to take advantage of 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 the system or try to game the system or try to, you know, you know take advantage of certain facts about about our uh, society, um, The truth is is that most people are just trying to hang on, man you know, um, because life is rough, you know, we all end up losing our parents. Eventually we all, um, have uh, career setbacks. We all, uh, gain weight. <clears throat> we all, we all get uglier and fatter as we get older. <laughs> and you know, what matters you guys is, is, is what's in your heart. Uh, because when you have a good heart, you know, and that's what makes like good celebrities, you know, when you see the ones that are, um, I attribute it to this. Like when you see celebrities who could be an asshole because they're wealthy and they're attractive, um, but they choose to be good, dorky people anyways. I love that. And it reminds me of uh, when I was in the army, you know, there would be certain uh, like like um, captains and uh, colonels that were so high up in rank that they could identify with privates and lower ranking people because they'd been in so long that they didn't get they didn't make a big deal out of who they were. You know, when you were when you dealt with um middle managers like uh staff sergeants and uh sergeants like me, <laughs> um you you start they didn't they it t- you know, they haven't been in maybe quite as long or whatever, but the point is is that when you when you're super wealthy or, or rich like a celebrity, you remove yourself from all the anguish of regular life. You remove yourself from all the bias. And you remove yourself from the game so much that you start to see things with a, with a sense of gratitude, you know. And that's what I saw with like higher ranking members of the army is that they didn't care anymore whether or not you were, uh, you know, a lieutenant or a private or a, you know, or an E4 uh, uh, specialist, uh, they, they cared what kind of person you were, and they were much more willing to um, talk with you on a human level than uh, some people that hadn't been in as long. And so <clears throat> I'll close with that. Um, our society, there's a lot of uh, wealth and income uh, inequality in our culture. And it's nice to see that there are some celebrities who uh, are just looking for um, a way to be grateful and to um, pay forward that which they've been given, you know, because they've all been given this gift the gift of success and wealth and fame. They never have to go work at Pizza Hut. They never have to go, you know, lower themselves down to the level of, of, of of being yelled at and screamed at by these shitty bosses, they never have to worry about whether or not they're going to make their rent or get evicted from their uh, apartments or not. And so I think that's what we're we're all looking for, um, but you know we don't always find it. And so yeah, I would just say I would close by saying that um, the way I want to get famous and wealthy, if you will, is by uh, preaching. A, a, a life of wholesomeness of, of incorruptibility. Like my grandfather has always taught me. He's my Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's the one that comes to me in my dreams as a, as a force ghost, if you will. And, uh, he tells me things when I'm having issues in, in my life. He's the one, his, his is the voice that I hear first when he's like, don't worry about them, Brian. You've got this, or, you know, he's the one that taught me how to be brave in the in the face of danger. He's the one that taught me to uh, go for it when nobody else was encouraging me. He was the one that told me and taught me to have strength beyond strength, to be incorruptible and to never, ever allow your um, bad moods or your wealth or your uh, anything good or bad in your life to change who you are at the core of you. You know, because that's the one thing I try to be, and and I, I would like to think that my friends down on the Central Coast and my friends here and my wife will all attest that Brian right now is still the same Brian I was 10, 15 years ago, only that I've learned some stuff. You know, I'm still that, in the at the heart of me, I'm the guy who will give the shirt off his back to help those in need. Um, we need uh, to, you know, help people, uh, who are, who are less fortunate. We need to, uh, encourage people who are suffering with mental health problems. We need to, um, lift people up, um, not only, uh, morally and, 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 lift them up in emotionally and in spirit. But, uh, if we have, if we have to give these people an opportunities, you know, um, there is no better feeling in the world than, than, than acquiring a sense of gratification from your own hard work. Um, but but a lot of jobs these days don't feel that way. And so I'll just close by saying um, if there's people in your life that you love, uh, hug them. Tell them how much they mean to you. You know, my family, uh, we're, we're not super um, touchy-feely. You know, we're not super expressive. I grew up in a family that all loved each other, but we rarely showed it, you know. Um, but every once in a while, I get where I get just touchy feeling i want to tell people how much i love them and so i want you guys to understand that um, uh, i i'm doing this because i want to better the world i have this voice i have this one life and i just want to make a difference in any way i can and um i, I i'm going to continue growing i'm going to continue uh, getting better i'm going to continue hopefully getting funnier as a comedian um, and hopefully, um, I can use my voice to, to help the needy, help the vulnerable. Uh, it's all about preserving, uh, people's dignity. Um, that's the most important thing. Like I said it in a previous uh, podcast as an EMT, the preservation of dignity is the greatest thing you can do in this world, folks. And if you guys, uh, think that it's cool or funny to be mean to people, grow up, please. You know, that's not right. And, uh, while some people deserve to be put in their place, um, we should always, uh, you know, you know, use that as a last resort. So that's what I have for today, you guys. Um, be kind, have an attitude of gratitude. Um, you know, we, I, I, I come off sometimes like a goody two shoe, but I assure you, uh, there's a bad boy spirit in there. I, I can go full gangster occasionally. And, uh, so don't, don't judge a book by its cover, you guys. Um, they're, you know, people who are trying to be good, uh, they've got reasons. It's because they're traumatized by the bad shit they've seen in their life. And we, some of us just want to see, uh, just, just better times. We're, we're, we're tired of, of, of just feeling like shit because we're empaths and we're sensitive to seeing all the ugliness in this world. Uh, all the injustice, all the in- inequality, all the pain and suffering, all the violence. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. So that's what I have for today. I want to thank every single one of you for joining me on this podcast. I hope you guys are enjoying what I'm doing so far. I know it's a little bit different than uh, what a lot of you are used to. Um, but but please, uh, if you care about uh, making the world a better place, please support me in any way you can. Uh, I am going to be starting a Patreon account here soon, and I will give you more details as that goes on. Uh, you can uh, reach me at all of my social medias at Chef Bry Comedy, that's Chef B-R-Y Comedy on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and now on Facebook. And I thank you guys so very much for being here again today, and uh, I will see you guys on the next one. Have a wonderful day. I love you.